No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Josiah continues his reforms and spiritual revival by destroying idolatry in Samaria and fulfilling an ancient prophecy. He also restores the Passover celebration. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. It was the twilight of the nation of Judah. But God had raised up a very special king who renewed the people's commitment to the Lord. King Josiah made great reforms to Judah. He tore down the idolatrous altars in the high places where the people engaged in illicit, individualized worship to pagan gods. Now Josiah moved up north to continue his spiritual house cleaning. We continue in 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 15. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high places where Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, had made both that altar and the high place, he broke down and he burned the high place and crushed it to powder and burned the wooden image. As Josiah turned, he saw the tombs that were there on the mountain. And he sent and took the bones out of the tombs and burned them on the altar and defiled it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. Then he said, What gravestone is this that I see? So the men of the city told him, It is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and proclaimed these things which you have done against the altar of Bethel. And he said, let him alone, let no one move his bones. So they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet who came from Samaria. Josiah had a zeal for the glory of the Lord unlike any other king of Judah. And as he came up to this altar that King Jeroboam had made in Bethel, where Jeroboam had set up a golden calf, You will recall from our study of 1 Kings that a young prophet had come up and prophesied against the altar saying that a man named Josiah would destroy the altar and burn the bones of the prophets on it to desecrate it. Now that prophecy happened 300 years earlier and Josiah was named by name. Now it took a while for God to fulfill that prophecy. And that's the thing. Every prophecy God makes, he will ultimately fulfill. We just don't know how long it's going to take. Now, when Josiah saw the grave of that unnamed young prophet, he said, leave his bones alone. Now, Josiah also took away all the shrines of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger. And he did to them according to all the deeds he had done in Bethel. What Josiah did to the high places in Judah, he also did to the high places in Samaria. He removed the idolatrous shrines that had provoked God to anger. Now, is there an application in this for us? What high places need to be removed today? We have not been given authority to physically destroy evil places as Josiah did. We can't burn down abortion clinics 
blow up movie studios that produce pornography, demolish casinos, or destroy bars. These may be places where other gods are worshipped, but we are living in a democracy, not a theocracy. To initiate such physical destruction would mean that we would soon have a prison ministry. But spiritually, we can pull them down. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 10.3, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Prayer and the Word of God are our spiritual weapons to destroy the works of the devil in our age. We can either be indifferent concerning these high places in the culture, or we can be zealous like Josiah, using our spiritual weapons to tear them down. Our objective is to destroy the lies that are taking people captive to sin, death, and hell. Verse 20, Now Josiah executed all the priests of the high places who were there on the altars and burned men's bones on them, and he returned to Jerusalem. These had been rebellious priests involved in illicit practices, and so Josiah took their bones and desecrated their idolatrous altars. Then the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover to the Lord your God, as it is written in this book of the covenant. Such a Passover surely had never been held since the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah, this Passover was held before the Lord in Jerusalem. Apparently, the celebration of Passover had been neglected and forgotten. Josiah commanded the people to observe it according to all the commandments in the law. 2 Chronicles 35 tells us that Josiah even provided the lambs and goats for the people to sacrifice. Even the children of the northern kingdom of Israel who were still present in the land celebrated Passover along with the people of Judah. There had been no Passover celebration like this since the days of Samuel the prophet. Now Passover is a picture of Jesus Christ because he is our Passover lamb. His blood shed on the cross for our sins causes the sentence of death to pass over everyone who believes in him. We remember and proclaim his death every time we partake of communion. As God delivered the children of Israel from the bondage of Egypt, so he has delivered us from the bondage of our sins. Moreover, Josiah put away those who consulted mediums and spiritists, the household gods and idols, all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. Now before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor after him did any arise like him. Josiah was stellar in his loyalty 
for the Lord and serving the Lord with all of his heart and seeking to keep all of his commandments. Josiah was all in and he went all out for God. Now I wonder what would happen to our nation if everyone who calls themselves a Christian turned to the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might. We would see a revival like the world has never known. You see, Josiah was a bright light in the twilight of the history of the nation of Judah. Judah was coming to an end, but there was this last great revival before its demise. Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn from the fierceness of his great wrath, with which his anger was aroused against Judah because of all the provocations with which Manasseh had provoked him. And the Lord said, I will also remove Judah from my sight, as I have removed Israel and will cast off this city, Jerusalem, which I have chosen, and the house of which I said, my name shall be there. The sins of the nation had reached a point where God's judgment was inevitable. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went to the aid of the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates, and King Josiah went against him. And Pharaoh Necho killed him at Megiddo when he confronted him. Then his servants moved his body in a chariot from Megiddo, brought him to Jerusalem, and buried him in his own tomb. And the people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, anointed him, and made him king in his father's place. In Second Chronicles 35, we read that Pharaoh Necho sent messengers to Josiah, warning him not to meddle in this affair, because God had commanded him to come. But Josiah wouldn't listen. And this was the cause of Josiah's death. There was a very great mourning made for him. And even the prophet Jeremiah wrote laments for him. Now here we have the story of a righteous king who meddled in affairs that he shouldn't have been meddling in. And that just shows us that that can happen to any of us. We can find ourselves fighting not the battles that God has called us to, but our own battles, putting our nose where it really doesn't belong. And if we do that, we do it to our own harm. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Libna, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. Now Pharaoh Necho put him in prison at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and he imposed on the land a tribute of 100 talents of silver, that's 7,500 pounds, and a talent of gold, that's 75 pounds. Then Pharaoh Necho made Eliakim, the son of Josiah, king in place of his father Josiah and changed his name to Jehoiakim. And Pharaoh took Jehoahaz and went to Egypt and he died there. So Josiah's son Jehoahaz only reigned three months and then Pharaoh Necho took him to Egypt where he imprisoned him, and that's where he ultimately died. And Pharaoh Necho took Josiah's other son, Jehoiakim, and made him king. So Jehoiakim gave the silver and gold to Pharaoh, but he taxed the land to give money according to the command of Pharaoh. He exacted the silver and gold from the people of the land, from everyone according to his assessment, to give it to Pharaoh Necho. 
Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebudah, the daughter of Pediah of Rumah. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that his fathers had done. So both these sons of Josiah, Jehoahaz and Jehoiakim, were evil sons. They did not follow in their father Josiah's righteous footsteps. Now, as the inhabitants of Judah lived in dark days, so we are living in dark days. We are moving downhill fast as a nation. The sins of immorality, greed, violence, and blasphemy continue to mount up. And I cannot see how this trend can continue without God bringing judgment to our nation. How desperately we need a revival in the twilight of our nation, such as Judah experienced through King Josiah. But will it happen? I pray that it does. In the meantime, let's make sure that we are part of that righteous remnant that remains faithful to the Lord. Let's be all in and go all out for Jesus. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon rises against Judah, placing her kings under tribute. They rebel and Nebuchadnezzar takes captives to Babylon. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible.